Well, today I've got a uh, special guest joining me. I've got Lachlan Manif. Now, Lachlan is a racing driver. Now, his experience includes karting, which is uh, where all the greats start. He's also raced in Formula Ford in the 86 series. And most recently, he has been racing in the TCR Australia uh series in uh, so super cheap auto tcr australia series um where he was racing in a volkswagen but has more recently moved into an audi rs3 lms uh the forza brakes motorsport team so Lockie, wonderful to have you here mate good morning good morning scott thanks so much for having me here it's um yeah pleasure Mate, it's wonderful to have you here. So for people who don't know you, um, so Lockie, mate, tell them a little bit about, about yourself and, um, yeah, mate, you, your current racing career. Yeah, so um, I'm 19. I've been um, racing in cars since since I was 14 in 2017 in, in Formula Ford and, and karting before that. As you mentioned, karting's kind of a great, uh, great, great place to kind of cut your teeth and, and learn all about you know, driving from, from a young age. I, I first had a drive and a go-kart when I was seven and started racing when I was 10. So, um, yeah, nearly been racing for kind of near 10 years now, which has been been really, really cool. And, um, yeah, obviously learning so much along the way and, and, you know, every lap that we're doing, especially these days, we're just learning so much. So, yeah, been been really enjoying it and very fortunate to have some, some great people support me to get me here where I am today. So, uh, yeah, really, really enjoying it. And, um, yeah, keen to see what we can um, put together from here mate it's pretty wild so first first so it was into karting first yeah that's right so my family has a background in 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 motorsport not necessarily kind of circuit racing my um my dad and my uncle they raced dirt track speedway so sprint cars back in the kind of 80s and 90s and um yeah kind of from that um you know spent a lot of my time in four and five and six years old at um at kind of Parramatta Speedway in Sydney that, um, you know, kind of every, every Saturday night, um, you know, over the summer we'd, we'd spend there and, um, yeah, kind of anything cars, wheels or, or engines or, or, or motorsport I, um, fell in love with. So yeah, when I was seven, um, dad got a, got me a go-kart and, um, yeah, I think we we're kind of hooked from there. So yep. Yeah, since the first lap in, in the cart when I was seven, I um, knew exactly that that was, that was why I wanted to do. And, um, yeah, trying to, uh, stay, 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 um, stay in it as much as we can. And, um, yeah, really enjoying everything that we've um, done done till now. Mate, it seems to be a very familiar story. Uh, if the old band's into it, um, there's a very good chance that you'll end up trackside. <laughs> tell me a little bit, uh, I, I'm sure you won't be an expert on all the ins and outs, but tell me a little bit about your dad's uh, uh, racing career there. Yeah, so dad um, in kind of the, the early 80s there, a friend of his took him to to um, the speedway in Sydney, and um, yeah, from there he just kind of kind of fell in love with it, and, and he did whatever he could to to make sure that he could, you know, get out and, and compete. So um, you know, worked really hard and saved all his money to, yeah, obviously um, kind of be turn himself into a bit of an entrepreneur to try and afford and and um, and pay for it all. And um, yeah, that's ex- exactly what he did. So kind of um, yeah, when he was younger, kind of you know, flipping cars and obviously worked as a, worked as a mechanic during the week, but then, you know, on weekends and Friday nights and things would, you know, buy cars, doing them up, flip them and, um, and, you know, kind of make, make the money there to afford to go racing. And then, um, yeah, that's kind of where 
he um he morphed into um you know buying and selling of, of anything you know cars bikes <laughs> motorbikes trucks um and that's where he's kind of done for the last um yeah 25 or 30 years so yeah that's um kind of where he started to to get into motorsport and um, went straight into the top level in speedway which is sprint cars and um yeah at the time you know obviously bought a bought a car and an engine and, and competed and um yeah had the car on the back of a, an open trailer and had no idea about what he was doing you know no idea about the setup of the car or how to you know properly drive them he just um yeah had a whole heap of fun doing it and um yeah from there obviously uh our family at that point hadn't had too much of an involvement in motorsport at all and he was really kind of the pioneer in learning you know what to do and how to do it um and then yeah from there my uncle which is dad's younger brother um you know was kind of about um yeah about kind of obviously looking at, at dad and what he was doing and, and was really interested in that and then obviously as, as dad kind of learned you know what to do and, and what not to do and met all the right people my my uncle uh, jumped in after that and picked up everything that dad learned and took it from there so uh in australia the youngest you can race a sprint car is is at 16 years old and um yeah my uncle uh, Justin, he, um, yeah, obviously picked up everything that dad had learned. And, um, yeah, by the time he was 16, he was competing in sprint cars and, um, winning feature races as a, um, as a year 10 student. So that was pretty cool. Madness. And, and with Speedway, what do you find the big attraction there? Because I'm, I'm never a man that got sucked into the world of, uh, sideways in the dirt. Uh, talk, talk to me about the appeal of Speedway. Obviously, um, being being having a, a family involvement um, definitely kind of helped the the attraction. But I have a massive amount of respect for for dirt track racing and specifically sprint cars. Um, the cars themselves are just so pure. They're a V eight methanol powered, naturally aspirated with no gearbox. So um, the cars have to be push started um, with a, with a car behind, and um, just the stats and figures on them are, are incredible. Well, they weigh six hundred and fifty kilos. They have nine hundred horsepower. So way more than a one to one ratio of horsepower to, to kilos of weight. Um, and that's, you know, significantly more than, um, you know, a Formula One or a NASCAR in terms of power to weight. Um, mm. The cars are extremely light, so they, they handle uh, incredibly. And obviously the big wings on the top of them create a lot of downforce. So, yeah, the racing is, is just so pure. Um, and, uh, yeah, obviously it's very different to circuit racing. Um, but, um, yeah, something that I have... A massive amount of respect for and, and my brother now is is kind of jumped into a sprint car and he's been been really enjoying that and um yeah you know i'm, I'm certainly very very keen to take the keys off him for a, a night or two and try and get some wax <laughs> but um yeah that would be uh, very cool and something i have a lot of respect for give it a whip around and and see this is one of the things i've uh, realized about your family is it's just pure madness uh they got two sons racing in two different series um because how, how old's your younger brother now so my young brother's 16. So he's um, ever since he was he was racing carts as well from kind of, you know, eight, nine and 10 years old. And kind of once he got to around 12 years old and he had to make the kind of step from the cadet class into the junior class, he um, he, he committed to, to what he wanted to do, which was sprint car racing and decided to, to park the go-kart up and um, spend kind of four, four years waiting and um, getting himself ready for a sprint car drive. So yeah, that was, um, you know, full, full credit and respect to him to, you know, really um, committing to, to what he wants to do. And yeah, yeah, now that he's 16, he's jumped straight into the top class. And, you know, that's kind of like in a circuit racing equivalent, you know, not racing mm -hmm. anything, jumping straight into a V8 supercar, obviously, um, yeah. you know, 
he's um skips a lot of the the junior divisions which um yeah if you kind of do that you know taking a a, a vision that you're going to spend a couple of years learning you know by the time he's 18 or 19 he should be um yeah really really competitive and he's done two meetings so far and, and hasn't put a, a foot wrong at all the whole way and um yeah we're really keen to see how he's going to go in that that's pretty awesome. Now, obviously, Speedway didn't speak to you the same way it spoke to your old man and your brother. Um, you've been called to circuit racing, Is seems to be what, what speaks to you the most. Tell me about that. Yeah, that's right. I guess it's kind of... Uh... In in when you're when you're you know the age of, of seven or eight years old, you've got the kind of the, the main way into motorsport at all is is you know tar um, tarmac karting, um, and then obviously through that we we chased the, the karting route and went um, all the way up through the junior class to when I was fourteen, and um, yeah, obviously at that point um, you know you've committed for seven years driving on tarmac and karting, um, you really start to learn learn the um, the ropes there and. I guess the the biggest thing for us is that um, circuit racing, um, you know, in, in Formula Ford specifically, in our circumstance, you can start racing at fourteen, whereas Speedway okay. is an age of sixteen. Um, and with kind of karting is is fantastic. Obviously, um, at the age of you know from from that seven to fourteen range, where there's there's no other um, you know motorsport that you can do, it's fantastic. It's the best thing that you could you could ever do. But um, yeah, from there we were just kind of. After, you know, karting and, and a couple of state championships and things, we were just looking for something different and, yeah, moved into Formula Ford. And obviously, I have a lot of respect for, for Speedway. And um, however, I think, you know, there's probably a bit more of an opportunity to make a career in, in circuit racing. And, and not that that's the specific single reason that we went circuit racing. It's just, mm. um, yeah, kind of natural progression. And, and the people that we met in karting had, um, yeah got us to, to move into formula ford but um yeah obviously you know and then once we were we were there in formula ford you know you'd had a couple of seasons under our belt we we're really starting to to learn and get some momentum and um yeah it wasn't something that we we're looking to do to to move on even into into speedway which was something you know completely different so um totally. yeah we circuit racing route and you know obviously really really enjoying it i wouldn't want it any other way but um yeah you know i'm sure uh, a weekend or two in a sprint car would um would be awesome for me. <laughs> just for a bit of fun mate rip it up that's in the dirt right. that's right now for people that um aren't familiar with formula ford do you want to explain that category and that vehicle to us yeah so again like a like a sprint car a, a formula ford is is um is extremely pure you know there's nothing on that car that that isn't there just in a sole purpose to make it fast and um and you know no extra luxuries on top so um they're a space frame uh chassis so obviously all um, tube and, and bar work there um they weigh 500 kilos so obviously um for a, a circuit racing car extremely light um really? they're a four-speed h pattern gearbox with um a, a dog box so no synchromesh gears so you've really got to learn how to want um, to match the revs and and things like that and um yeah obviously the cars have have a, a non they don't have a slick tire and they don't have any downforce or, or aerodynamics in that sense so yeah the cars move around a lot um, Ooh, and yeah. um yeah you know you look at the onboards of the cars and you know the drivers are always up on the wheel and um you know obviously <laughs> correcting with no with no, uh, with no downforce obviously the cars can race extremely close so um yeah, yeah you know formula forward it's it's shown in history that you know the the very best drivers from formula ford have gone on to do to do very good things in 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 all 
uh, routes of, of circuit racing and kind of, you know, their supercars and, and, you know, guys like Mark Weber in Formula One and, and Will Power and IndyCar have come from, you know, Australian Formula Ford. So we're really, really happy with, with our time there. We did that with the CHE racing team from Canberra and they did a fantastic job preparing the car. And yeah, we did uh, a year in 2017 where we did a couple of New South Wales State Series rounds and then uh, 2018 and 19, we committed to the National Series and we finished fifth uh, in both of those years. So um, yeah, we're really, really happy with our time there. You learn so much um, yeah. as a driver, you know, obviously driving the cars, cars up, um, race craft. There's just so many different things that you can um, pick up from it. And um, yeah, we, we loved our time in, in Formula Ford. It was really cool. can imagine. And so after Formula Ford, uh, what, what happens next? Yeah, so we, that kind of, um, in 2019 was our last season in Formula Ford and um, we actually had a, a Toyota 86 production car that we had um, originally when I was 13 um, and we we're looking at kind of options to move out of karting. We we're looking to move to the New South Wales Production Touring Car Championship, which is a um, series for cars that are based off road cars that have been modified slightly in terms of um, safety with roll cages um, mm. and obviously safety equipment that are in race cars um you know they've got a um a controlled uh semi-slip tire you know obviously all the upgrades to brakes and fuel system um to make them you know proper proper race cars and then it races yeah. in a clark system so you've got everything from you know bmw m3s and m4s to suzuki swifts in, in the in the class e so you've got you've got five classes in that the classes a b c d and e the Toyota 86 that we had was was Class D, so it was a, obviously a, a really good series that it teaches you different things. But um, being being honest, in our in our time where I was at at, at 14, a Formula Ford was was probably a better category. So we were committed to go down the the Toyota 86 route. But um, just as I was 13, about to um, you know about to be be 14, um, the Confederation of Australian Motorsport, as it was at the time, CAMS, changed the minimum age from. Uh, to race a production car, which was uh, which was fourteen at the time to fifteen, so that meant that we would have had to yeah. have a year off um, guidelines. So yeah, yeah that kind of, you know threw um, plans up pretty quick um, there as we'd committed to go to race the eighty six, and I was um, yeah now not going to be old enough. So the we made the call to race Formula Ford, which was still being able to we could still race at 14 which you know doesn't make a, a whole lot of sense the Formula Ford say at Eastern Creek is about 20 seconds a lap faster than the Toyota oh, yeah. 6 and being open wheeler you know, arguably arguably a little bit kind of more dangerous and things so um, yeah we didn't quite understand the ruling there but you know we had no control over that so we moved no. into formula ford and that was probably the best call that we um, that we made so yeah we were really happy with that but we still had the the production car there and that was eligible for the bathurst six hour so the bathurst six hour happens uh, at easter every year um it's the biggest production car race in the country um for yeah production cars only six hours uh, bathurst two or three drivers um, and yeah, obviously, what's uh, what's not to love about that? Obviously, the best track in the country, and um, you know some uh, some really cool cars. Obviously, production cars being based off road cars, you can't drive them flat out for for six hours. You've got to um, you know really look after your your equipment and and um, be obviously really smart with your strategy and things, and and make sure that you're positioned well for the the last hour of the race. Then you can go attack. So we did the really push it. hour. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So we did the six hour in 2019. Myself and Tom Sargent. 
Um, at the time, we were 16 and 17 years old, which is 16 was the youngest you can race at, at Bathurst. So, yeah, we were um, you know, all, all quite green there, both of our first times at, at Bathurst. And, um, yeah, we had a, a really good event. We had um, a bit of a funny story with, with that event. We um, obviously... With, the, with being, you know, such a, a long race, there's a lot of attrition that's involved and you've really got to try and um, make yourself last all the way to the end. And, um, yeah, because these cars are, are based off, um, you know, their road-going counterparts, we had a, a road car that we'd lent um, off a friend that was sitting in the car park, you know, just in case we needed something a little like a, you know, might have knocked the mirror off or need a radiator cap or something. But, um, yeah, Tom Sargent, my co-driver, started the race and doing really well 40 minutes in and, um yeah, heading up the mountain, I had a, an engine failure. So that was um, a bit oh. gut-wrenching for us, um, seeing the car oh. kind of go up in smoke and um, yeah. car parked on the side of the road. And, um, yeah, obviously for us, we were pretty um, pretty devastated at the time, seeing that only 40 minutes in. And, um, yeah, the pretty crazy thing is that, um, yeah, it was kind of 40 minutes in that we – I got the got the had the car um, lose the engine and um, yeah, kind of about forty minutes after that, we managed to to finally get the car back to the to the garage. Um, yeah. Kind of just the way that the race went, with no safety cars, the car wasn't able to be brought back to the garage. And with um, yeah, about at the hour twenty mark, we, the team had the um, the car back in the garage, and we looked at the spare car and went, um, yeah, look, there's a there's an engine in uh, in that car. We can uh, <laughs> let's have a crack at, at trying to get it out. So we um, it was crazy. We probably had. We probably had um, around probably, I'd say, around eight people in the, the donor car engine bay stripping the engine out. And then at the same time, we probably had six people in the race car engine bay pulling that out too. And then, um, yeah, it ended up taking us around around two hours to have um, an engine out of the donor car, an engine out of the race car, and an engine in back in the race car. And with uh, about the three-hour mark to go, we had uh, the engine change. So that was pretty incredible to do a mid-race wow. engine change. Um, you know, when you go to your dealer to, to see an engine change, it's probably uh, a six-week job for, um, for them. But, um, yeah, we, uh, we had the engine change and popped out. And, um, and we're back in the race. So I um, I took over the car um, after they'd done the engine change. We did a, a, a full lap and, and pulled back in the yeah. pits just to make sure, you know, all the, the oil lines and everything was everything all was um, plugged in. Right. <laughs> it was. And, um, yeah, we, we went back out. So that was um, that was pretty crazy to be able to, to do an engine change in the middle of the race. And, um, and we got back out there and we finished. So at 16 and 17, Tom and I were the youngest finishers uh, of an endurance race at Bathurst, which was pretty cool. Um, and obviously, that was our goal, just to make the finish line. We obviously yeah. certainly didn't plan to do an end change halfway through. But, um, yeah, that's does. the way that Bathurst goes. And, um, yeah, obviously, that was all, all pretty cool. So, to make the, the finish there was was awesome. And then, um, yeah, both myself and Tom, we, um, yeah, we, we wanted red redemption um, for, for the Bathurst 6 hour. And we'd entered the, the 2020 Bathurst 6 hour that was that was ultimately cancelled, like a lot of things in in, um, in 2020 that year. But, yeah, um, yeah we, we rolled our entry over to the 2021 Bathurst 6 hour and that uh, went, like a, went like a dream. It um, was an awesome event for us. There were 60 cars entered in the event, um, which is kind of near capacity. For Bathurst, and um, yeah, we ended up winning our class, which was which was awesome. We had a fantastic battle with um, Ben Bagwana and Jude Bagwana in the Class D uh, Volkswagen Golf that they were racing. Um, and yeah, we obviously had a, a really big battle there with um, with them guys and um, a, a 
uh, strategy was was what got us um, to um, to to win the race there. And um, yeah, we were a Class D car. Obviously, um, in the Bathurst Six Hour, you've got the addition of, of Class X. So you've got Class X, which is for um, extreme uh, production cars, and you've got A, B, C, D, and E. And then um, we're obviously a, a D car. And we finished fifteenth outright out of out of sixty cars, which was awesome. Yeah, so wow. On track, we were only beaten by um, Class X and Class A cars. So there's a lot of kind of Class B V8 Commodores and and um, yeah. you know like that that we that we'd beaten. So um, yeah, that was a, a true credit to the team for putting a, a super reliable car together and um, and nailed the strategy. And um, yeah, Tom and I drove the wheels off the thing, and um, yeah, it was a fast <laughs> win. So it was um, yeah a really really cool event. Obviously, to get so many laps in. Bathurst was was really cool yeah. obviously um yeah kind of the way that the stints and everything um panned out we had uh, only three pit stops so your average stint time is around an hour and a half there and um yeah our middle stint there in the race was an hour and 58 minutes and um yeah I guess the only um yeah the only thing that happened all day that went wrong was uh they didn't change the the water bottle um in the in the car for that yeah. uh pit stops so yeah we had an hour and 58 minutes at bathurst in um the temperature outside was about 30 degrees ambient oh. you can add about 20 degrees for the cabin temperature so oh, inside the car is revolting around 50 degrees for nearly two hours no water so i was pretty shagged after that one that's for sure Mate, but, uh, yeah you would have been uh, parched get it over to tom and we kept going and um yeah all, all end out really well so um yeah that was an awesome event and um yeah really uh really keen to kind of one day, hopefully, um, enter back in that. But um, yeah, now uh, all our focus is in TCR that we're we're really um, really keen on. Yeah, and and mate, going to Bathurst for the first time because I mean it's obviously a very special track um, here in Australia. One of the things that blew me away was when I was um, involved in motor racing over in Europe, was people had come up to you, and obviously in Europe, mate, they got all the most stunning tracks. You know, most of the most stunning tracks in the planet are located over there. And you're talking to people over at, you know, Nürburgring and they're going, oh, can't wait to come over and race at Bathurst. Um, and it's pretty special that, you know, our little Aussie track has that sort of notoriety because it is, it's wild. Um, what was it like for you going and racing there that very first time? Oh, it's it's, it's definitely surreal. Like, um, you know, I've, I've grown up watching, watching the race on TV and, you know, not being too far away from Bathurst going plenty of times. And, um, yeah, obviously the, the prestige and the history at that track is just incredible. And, um, you know, that's not even mentioning just how cool the track is obviously to drive. It's purely like, like no other, the elevation that the circuit has obviously, um, you know, how blind the, the circuit is across the top of the mountain, the speeds that you reach down Conrad Strait, there's just nothing like it at all. And, um, yeah, we're really, uh, really fortunate to, to race there um you know multiple times now and, and the very first time was just unreal obviously um you head up mountain straight and obviously um even that has um you know some some rise and fall in it and um yeah through through coming obviously up the up the up the top of the mountain into the cutting for the first time um yeah wow obviously just the elevation seriously gets you that's probably the biggest thing that you notice and then um you know, obviously after that a couple of um you know a couple laps in once you're trying to you know get a groove and get yourself uh all uh, get your, your head in the game. Um, you know, obviously, just how blind the track is. You've really got to um, commit uh, to the track and 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 trust your car that you know the track hasn't changed. You know, lap to another. Obviously, um, yeah, you're turning in at some pretty big speeds, and and you can't really see what's you know a hundred or two hundred meters ahead of you. So, yeah. yeah, obviously, super incredible place. And um, yeah, obviously, you've really got to 
change your approach to, to it like any other track. Obviously, um, you know, you've got tracks like, you know, with with full credit to them, um, you know, obviously all our permanent tracks here that, you know, you can just head out the gate and, um, and push, you know, straight away. Um, you know, you might find yourself at Bathurst where, you know, it might be, you know, might have done practice one, practice two, qualifying, and it might only be race one or two that you're really starting to to push. And obviously, um, yeah, there's, uh, there's, there's, you know, plenty of, of famous accidents at the track there. And, um, yeah, we're really trying to, um, to keep, um, obviously, you're, or keeping your car straight is the is the biggest thing there. You don't <laughs> learn one. the damaged car. So, yeah, we're, um, you know, been, been fortunate to have raced there plenty of times now. And, um, yeah, really starting to get a good handle of the place. But, um, yeah. You know, even um, I'm sure after your, your 20 or 25th bath, it's just still learning plenty of things there. So, yeah, oh, we're, um, yeah, really, really, really very, obviously. Um, yeah, I was going to say it's a very unforgiving track um, because, you know, you've got no runoff. You've got that wild elevation change. You've got the high speeds. There's not a lot because most of the tracks around Australia, I mean, Phillip Island's probably the second most elevation change. I'm, I'm trying to think of another, you know, there's a little yeah. bit of a hill at Barbagello, but most of the tracks around the country, like they're pretty flat. Yeah, that's that that's hundred percent right. There, obviously, um, you know, in terms of total elevation, um, you know, gain and and all, um, your Phillip Island's probably your, your biggest bet. But um, yeah, yeah, obviously, um, you know, it's it's not completely key to have to to have elevation in a, in a good track. But um, yeah, it's just so different to to anything else. And um, else? Yeah. yeah, yeah, the first time you drive around there, it's um, it certainly gets. <laughs> I guess you you look around at, at other circuits um, around the world. It's probably again, it's probably got some of the biggest um, you know kind of difference in points, high to high to low. So um, yeah. yeah, I think it's um, it's blind corners but, and yeah, mate, coming oh, through the and, yeah, the whole the whole thing is just madness. Now, mate, is, you've gone is. from yeah, so Formula Ford, um, the eight six. You've done some endurance racing. Why TCR? What appealed to you about that category? I think TCR um, is is a really nice, fresh, um, kind of uh, exciting category for for Australia. Obviously, um, traditionally, Van Supercars has, has really had a, a real big reign on on the Premier, um, you know, as a Premier category in Australia. And um, yeah, obviously, you know. With with full um, you know credit and respect to, to supercars, I've, I've grown up wanting to you know drive and, and race a V8 supercar, and um, yeah. However, I think TCR obviously it's still a, a new category in Australia. Only started in in 2019, and we're only in our third season um, as a category. I think um, is a really really nice refresh. It's been extremely well promoted with um, some some really top level teams and drivers competing and obviously um the cars have a, a really strong tie to, to europe and overseas being a, a global category there's there's a world tcr championship and now a tcr world tour as it'll be called next year and obviously 30 regional categories um all throughout the world throughout you know australia new zealand asia the us europe there's um you know pretty much any corner of the globe you'll be able to find a, a tcr series so i think the fact that obviously you look at veered supercars and um you know the cars are so unique. You're racing against drivers that have been driving them for, for 15 or 20 years. And obviously the, the amount of um, resource and experience that those drivers have in those cars are, you know, as a, as a young driver, you know, it's going to take you years and years and years to be able to get up to a level of, of those drivers in those cars. Whereas TCR, it's fresh. It's something different. Obviously um, Australia hasn't had a front wheel drive 
premier category in, in, in a very long time. And I feel like the kind of combination of front wheel drive and, and the TCRs being unique means that, um, you know, top level drivers can, can um, jump in the cars and, and their years and years and years of experience while will be applicable. Um, you know, isn't completely um, completely controlling of, of the, their experience in the cars and the lap time. So it allows kind of younger drivers like me and, and many others to, to really um, take it to take it to some experienced drivers. And I think that's great for, for our profile um, to be able to, you know, have, have some really good references in the category for both teams and drivers. Like young driver and in a private team to be able to, you know, take it to some some really big names is, is a really cool, um, really cool thing for us. So, yeah, we, we really, really uh, like the formula and um, the way that the categories run here in Australia. And I think it's got mm. so a really good future here for, for, for teams in Australia and then team and then drivers in Australia and overseas. I, I totally agree with you because I think, you know, the hard thing for a lot of series and, you know, you see a lot come and go, unfortunately, because, you know, motorsport is expensive. Motorsport is difficult. It's complicated. There's a, there's a lot that goes into putting in a big series and the fact that tcr is a global category um it's got strong manufacturer support and i love you know personally i love the diversity of the the brands and the fact that there's more coming in um you know when you've got you know honda and alfa romeo and volkswagen and audi like you've just got such a wonderful spread of vehicles um i i just think that that's sensational for motor racing yeah, one hundred percent. Obviously, um, yeah, I think they're up to now fifteen or sixteen different manufacturers that have uh, have a homologated TCR car for competition, and um, yeah, obviously, it, it makes so so much sense on on so many levels. Obviously, um, yeah, it's it's applicable for for manufacturers and, um, and you know OEM suppliers and businesses in the automotive industry there. Whereas you know you compare it to a V8 supercar, and um, you know in at least in its current guise in in Gen yeah. two the only real applicable part from a road car might be the badge or door handles, but yeah, the, um, door yeah. handles, mate. the rest of the things, you know, there are still steel. Oh, sorry. They're a tube frame chassis. So yeah, right. that was the hardest thing when I went and saw them and you're like, Oh, hang on. That's not, it, it's not the, cause I mean, it's something I always enjoyed about, I guess, you know, eighties and nineties motor racing where they were, you know, literally a road car, but specced up. Yeah, for sure, and I think that really, um, really relates to, to TCR. Obviously, you've got you know a full uh, floor plan um, of, a, of a road car. You've got all but a road engine. Um, you know, all road doors and, and things like that. So there's so many different parts, and um, you know, take nothing away from from Veer Supercars. It's a, it's a um, obviously oh, a, a great, a great um, example of the engineering and things that goes on in Australia and the design of these cars to yeah. be able to to do a thousand caves or you know curbs at the gold coast or anything like that they're extremely cool cars but um yeah obviously tcr it certainly brings the cost down for the teams which is which is important and i guess it doesn't That's matter it. if you're upright and the car costs twenty thousand dollars or yes. one thousand dollars you know it's still going to make the racing really good so um yeah we're really happy with with tcr and the formula and, and it works mm. well for a more privateer team and um yeah we're really happy to be here and um yeah the longer we can be in tcr the better i think I, I think so too. And I think that the fact that it is, you know, more applicable for a privateer team, because again, to, you know, be a privateer in supercars, I mean, that's, that's a big exercise. That is not mucking around. Whereas, you know, even though, you know, there is still a significant barrier to entry, um, it's nowhere near as ridiculous as sort of some of those other categories. And, and I really do think that that is, again, it's wonderful 
for motorsport. Now, mate, you started in a Volkswagen. So talk to me. But why the Volkswagen? What, what was the opportunity there? So we, we moved into the Volkswagen um, at the start of 2021, so around kind of February, March. We missed the first round of the 2021 season. There was at Simmons Plains, but we lined up for the second round that was at, uh, at Phillip Island, and that worked out worked out really well. Obviously, um, the car was, um, yeah, available for sale, and, and we did a little bit of a, a deal to kind of do a bit of a kind of try before you buy, I guess you could call it, at, um, at Phillip Island. And, yeah, we, um, we worked out you know, a way to put all that together and, um, you know, obviously ran all the costs and, and got a really good group of sponsors on board that, that helped us for that weekend. And, um, you know, from there, we were pretty much pretty much hooked on, on TCR from there. So I guess um, that was a, a pretty big race meeting um, for me. I hadn't raced, obviously, with, with 2020 and, and COVID. I hadn't raced yeah. at that point for, for 18 months. I'd never <laughs> raced a, a tin top in a sprint race. I'd never driven oh. a left-drive race car oh, in a no. race. I'd never raced on a slick tire. I'd never oh. barely driven a front-wheel drive car at all. Um, oh, nice. Driven the, the Volkswagen and hadn't sat in it till the Wednesday of the race meeting. So, um, wow. yeah, there was, there was a, a huge meeting. And obviously, we, we certainly didn't set our expectations too high. It was our first no. weekend as a, as a privateer team. We had assistance from, from Melbourne Performance Centre. But, you know, our first weekend with, you know, I had a new engineer for the first time, you know, oh, wow. Um, so that was um, yeah a pretty big, pretty big eye opener that one. But um, yeah, we we just kept learning and learning and, and putting the laps in and you know not trying to make any any mistakes and things like that. But um, yeah, we had our, our first race and um, twenty cars in the grid, pretty understandably qualified. You know twentieth and um, you know we we're kind of around that two second mark off off the pace. But um, you know yeah. all things we're pretty happy with that and um yeah the cars um, all the kind of tcr teams they um they transport the cars on um wet tires which are kind of called travel travel tires um yeah. as they're as they're called and um it was around kind of two or three o'clock and um we're lining up for race one and about um probably about half an hour before the race the, the heavens open and it was um completely like obviously massive rain the track was soaked um you know about to line up for my first tcr race and um yeah, we're kind of thinking, oh, you know, do we go and spend probably two and a half thousand dollars on a new set of wet tires? And you know, we're looking at our, our options and thought, you know, oh, look, probably best to run the car on on the travel tires, which are um, at that stage, I think they were around eighteen months old and you know kept in the sun, so the, the tires weren't very very flash at all. <laughs> Not and, the um, best. <laughs> Andy here, who's been with us ever since that round he's um he's obviously does a, a fantastic job on the car um and he's from dna autosport in sydney and yeah. um yeah he, um yeah we, we kind of got the travel tires and um you know obviously a new tire that andy'd worked with so you know pressured him how we thought and um yeah we rolled off the grid in um off off the back in in 20th and um yeah kind of obviously got, got the car off the line and that was all good and as you could imagine, the wet tires on in TCR, the Michelin tire is is incredible. It's, it's got so much grip in the in the wet weather, and obviously the way that the the tread um, blocks are, um, are constructed, it throws up a lot of water, mm. which is good. Obviously, disperses the water, and that's more performance. But you know, kind of for me in in twentieth in, in in off the back, um, you know, with with nineteen other cars in front of us, um, you know, the amount of spray that was thrown up in the air um, by the water was was incredible. So, you know, I literally couldn't see anything. I could couldn't probably see. see the cars in front of me and their rain lights, and, and that was about it. So kind of, uh, you know, driving by feet, a braille, um, you know, with kind of brutal. track is and you know, the 
what's wet and what's dry on track in terms of puddles and things. But, um, yeah, we just kept the car on the track and, and kept slowly picking off the positions. And, um, yeah, it was a 20-lap race, that one. And, um, yeah, it just kind of kept slowly moving our way uh, forward. And then, um, yeah, we kind of got to, I think, um, yeah, just kind of obviously some, some cars are falling off and we just kept going and going and made some really good overtakes. And, yeah, we ended up uh, uh, in our first TCR race in, in, um, in classified in ninth. So that was unreal to move forward 11 spots and um yeah obviously from there i think we needed some results of around uh 12th and 13th to finish the, the weekend there but um yeah that was an awesome meeting for us and um, yeah we're obviously stoked, stoked from there and then um yeah after that we had a, another meeting at, at city motorsport park which was a local round and um yeah again just learning learning tcr we, we had a pretty different crew again that weekend just um you know a, a few more guys on board and, and really trying to find our feet and then that was um yeah that was a really good round for us and then um yeah had a probably what was about a six month break um with some some events getting cancelled uh towards the end of 2021 there and then um yeah we had our, our first tcr round at bathurst uh, in december which was an incredible event and um definitely by far the, the coolest event that i've ever competed in so that was the bathurst 1000 in 2021 and that was a six-day event and uh, with 10 categories competing so that was kind of um yeah the kind of mecca of of motorsport in australia in terms of track you know all the best categories that you could ever think of competing so um yeah that was that was a great weekend for us we had our, our best result in tcr to date uh, which was a sixth place uh in the long 50 minute race and that's what we've got again this weekend so um yeah hopefully we can duplicate that a bit in our audi now one of the things i did want to talk to you about um like the business of motorsport so mate one of the things i've been very impressed with is the team of people that you've built around you and again you know you've done most of this independently uh as i understand like this this isn't your folks running this for you this is this is you running this team uh tell me a little bit about that yeah that's right so obviously um great to to have plenty of good people around me helping out but um yeah that's right so i run purple sector which is um a business that um obviously uh, competes in, in in motorsport and in tcr um and then obviously that um that is what um, yeah, obviously, um, is, is, our, is our entity and our team name. Um, and then obviously from there, I, I um, work hard with, with others. Paul, our team manager, who is a sponsor as well, he's um, been incredible for us and, and certainly wouldn't be anywhere near TCR without his support. But um, yeah, obviously between myself and Paul as, as team owner and, and Paul as team manager, um, we, we put in plenty of hours, um, you know, talking with our, our current sponsors and um, and obviously, you know, trying to branch out into, into future um, and potential partners as well. And, um, yeah, always trying to work really hard to, to help, um, you know, service their needs and, um, you know, make a, a really good um, good time out of TCR and our team. And, um, yeah, obviously really enjoying that. I'm learning so much as, you know, kind of a driver and, and also in business as well. But, um, yeah, obviously definitely um, putting – we obviously now have our, our cars um, in a local workshop um, that we do all the work and, and prep and servicing in. Um, with some of the larger servicing items, we use DNA Autosport in Sydney for, for their help. But um, yeah, you know, probably 90% of the work now we're doing ourselves, which is which is really good. Um, obviously, you know, learning a lot, controlling the costs and things. Um, so yeah, I think as a kind of driver and team owner, I'm learning a lot um, on kind of that level. And um, yeah, it's, really see how we yeah, go. it's massive. You know, as a 19-year-old man, I mean, mate, I was a loose cannon at TAFE. You know, I was drinking beers and, you know, swimming... <laughs> whereas you know you're there you know running a motorsport team running the business 
you know, behind the team, working with your sponsors, attracting new team partners. Like there, there is a lot going on in that, mate. And I, I honestly, I take my hat off to you because it, it's very impressive, you know, what you guys have built there. Now, you mentioned Paul. So Paul Fry from uh, Vag Parts. Mate, do you want to tell me a little bit about that, how that came together? Yeah, that was pretty pretty interesting. So I guess um, going going right back um, in around kind of twenty eighteen um, was when I was when I met Paul. And at the time, um, I was uh, we, there was a local sim center that started up in in Barrow, which is our, our local town where I live. Um, and yeah, obviously it's a small country town, and um, yeah, pretty unique for it to to have a, a sim center um, like that that was that was started up. And um, yeah, obviously through that. Um, I went there a lot and, um, you know, at the time I didn't have a, a sim at home. So I used that a lot to prepare for upcoming events and, and different cars and things that I was driving and that worked out really well. And obviously, um, you know, obviously in such a small town and, you know, a niche, um, you know, a niche business, the, the customers that were going to the sim centers were, you know, really, um, really kind of getting, getting involved in, in, um, yeah. what was, you know, started up some, a, a really nice community there. So, um, yeah, obviously with that, I was uh, 15 at the time and, um, you know, obviously talking with um, plenty of the kind of guys there that were racing against and, you know, some of them had some, some nice, um, you know, road cars and Porsches and Ferraris and things. And, um, yeah, through that, um, I met, well, we went on a, on a road drive um, with some of the guys there. So I wasn't even old enough to have my learner's permit at the time, <laughs> but um, tagging along with, with these guys and some, and some cool cars and, you know, going through mountain runs and things, um, you know, obviously barrel's got some some great um scenery and driving roads so that was all all really well and um yeah a friend of paul's nathan um he um i was with him that day and he invited paul down from sydney and um yeah paul and i met and you know uh he's got a paul's got a, an awesome um audi rs6 uh sedan which is obviously um you know v10 turbo is um is a pretty cool car and you know we just got talking and um yeah from there I, you know found out a little bit about what Paul done and, and we kept in touch and um, yeah, Paul supported us through the, both Bathurst six hour events that we, that we did there um, that we spoke about before. So his business solo work, um, you know, he'd been partnered with us for that event and all worked out really well. And, um, you know, we just kept talking and talking and obviously, um, you know, Paul's business with Vag parts, which is Volkswagen and Audi group parts. Um, you know, obviously TCR was on, on his radar as a, as a motorsport category. And, and that was, you know, the time that it was in its infancy uh, in 2019. And, you know, we kept talking and, and obviously the, the Volkswagen Golf that we um, that we looked at um, at the start of 2021 really made sense for his business. And, um, you know, we formed a, a, an alignment, a, a, an agreement there and um, yeah, kind of the, the rest is history. So it all went really well there. And, and Paul is just, you know, I, I can't thank him enough for, for all the hours and everything that he puts in. He's, um, you know, started as a, as a sponsor and, you know, it's really taken it, by the um, by the scruff of the neck and really um, you know pushed hard to to make our, our team um, and you know all the driving possible. So um, yeah, he's been been really really um, fantastic for our team and, and can't thank him enough there. And um, yeah, obviously really enjoying all the time and and now in the Audi, it obviously still aligns really well with his business and um, we we'll keep from there. So yeah, it's um, worked out really well. Now. You've moved, obviously, this year. You've gone from uh, the Volkswagen. Um, the Audi came available and you've done a deal on that and and stepped into that car. How have you found the transition um, between, you know, so you've, yeah, two different marks that you've run this year? Yeah, it's really interesting. Obviously, um, you know, when we've got, you know, both cars side by side in the workshop, you look over it and, 
you would really be surprised to see how there could be much of a difference between the Volkswagen and the Audi. You open the engine bay, you know, both identical engines, gearbox, drivetrain, um, you know, kind of cooling components. There's so many common parts. Um, all the interior, you know, looks all but identical. Dash or steering wheel, you know, all the electronics switch, switch um, panels, you know, they're all the same. But um, the main difference between the Volkswagen and the Audi is um, obviously the Volkswagen is a hatch and the Audi is a mm. sedan. Um, and just the way that the air runs over the rear of the car in the sedan uh, means that there's a lot less drag that comes off the rear of the car and okay. also means that there's a little bit more rear downforce as well. So in some of the tracks that we're racing at this year um, in TCR, the Volkswagen isn't quite suited to some of the longer straights that we race at. Um, it's exceptional in under brakes and, and handling, um, but, um, yeah, really just struggles a little bit in some of the longer straights. But, um, you know, it's got so many positives. It's an extremely reliable car. It's, you know, it's economical to run in terms of um, looking at other brands in TCR. And, um, yeah, but, you know, where we're at in TCR, we're just really chasing it. Obviously, the field is just so close. You look at Phillip Island earlier in the year uh, in qualifying and, you know, the difference between first and 21st was you know less than a second so you know oh, you really can't leave anything on the table no. there and um yeah obviously we were um we kind of the the way that it all kind of opened up is that yeah kind of mid-season that the audi that we we purchased was available and we moved into into that uh mid-season so obviously that was a big change for us um we kind of obviously just thought that we'd be best to commit to the Audi uh, for the final three rounds of the season and, and really focus on a, on a season for, for 2023 um, and use this year to kind of develop and get our heads around the car. So that's what we did. Um, obviously, the car's shown some really good glimpses of speed so far. And, you know, we just can't wait to get to Bathurst. We're probably the fastest car. We've gone from kind of the slowest car in a straight line to probably the fastest car in a straight line. So that's going to be nice. really cool to see. And, um, yeah, obviously... From what we had across the top of the mountain in the Gulf, I think we can easily transfer over to the Audi. So, yeah, we're really just keen to see how we can go with that and um, and go from there. But, um, yeah, we're, we're stoked with the Audi and um, it's just exactly what we need as a team and, you know, down to me to put it all together. And so, obviously, the Audi um, is backed by Forza Brakes Motorsport. Now, you had been working with uh, Greg Latham and Forza um, with the Audi because they'd had their product and I know that you'd been running them on the car previously. Um, tell me a little bit about your experience uh, with, with Forza. Yeah, it's been been really good, obviously. Um, Greg and the team there have been been supporters of our TCR program from, from round one in, in Phillip Island all the way last year and, and that was a fantastic synergy again between Paul at Vag Parts and, and Greg at Forza. Um, Paul sells uh, all of Greg's uh, Volkswagen Audi Group line of Forza product in Paul's online store. So that works out really well there. Obviously, Paul had had a, a long and lasting relationship with, with Greg there and, you know, using the motorsport program to, to really strengthen that relationship. So that's worked out really well. We've been been using Forza brakes at, at every round um, that we've competed in TCR in both the Golf and the Audi now. And, yeah, obviously, with um, you know some of the agreements that they had earlier in the year, um, you know, with the Audi, that kind of um, you know kind of slowed up there with um, the other team, and we we picked the car up and um, you know carried a, an, an agreement over with with the car, so that worked out 
really well. And obviously, um, yeah, Greg and the team, they're, they're great to have around and, um, you know, really cool guys. And, you know, it's just so great to be able to be using their, their quality product exactly, um, you know, how it's sold to, to road cars on, on our TCR car. And obviously, um, you know, the... With, with, as I mentioned, how competitive and, and things TCR is, if, if the product wasn't good, we simply wouldn't be using it. So, um, yeah, we're just a, a testament to the product that, that they sell and um, obviously the, the support and service that we get from them um, that can, you know, in, in all in all aspects of, of um, you know, braking and, and everything in the car, um, you know, their support is, is fantastic. So, yeah, I think it works out really well, the relationship here between um, Paul from from Vag Parts, from Greg from Forza, and um, and ourselves at Purple Sector. I think it works out really well, and uh, yeah, just keen to see how Bathurst goes to round out the year. Oh yeah, to really push it because I think it's one of the lovely sort of examples of you know people that are interested in getting involved in motorsport. So they might not have ever sponsored a team or worked with a team, um, and they might not even know where to start. Because motorsport can seem like something that, you know, might be a bit inaccessible. Like if you just go, you know, as a punter and you're behind the fence and you're not allowed into pit lane, you know, for people like you and I who spend an awful lot of time around it and might have grown up around it, it's just normal. And you sort of know everybody and you're like, oh, g'day, mate. Um, but for businesses that haven't been involved before, you know, what would be your advice to say, you know, if you were keen to get involved in motorsport and potentially look at even things like technical partnerships, what what would be your thoughts around that? Yeah, for sure. And, and I guess it kind of stems back to, to as you mentioned, a lot of it, um, you know, seems, seems you know, really, um, you know, really big and, and out of reach. But, um, you know, we're just all people, um, you know, competing and, and, and doing what we love. And, um, you know, because of that, you know, we're obviously really always working really hard to, to help our partners and, and get good value from that. So obviously, um, yeah, never be afraid to, to reach out at a racetrack. Um, you know, any any team of any level, um, you know, can 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 accommodate um, you know, your, your needs from from yeah, anything anything at all. So um, yeah, obviously, um, we're in the in the current day of um, you know, social media and websites and everything. Um, I feel like all the kind of teams and drivers are, are quite accessible now. And um, yeah, just don't be afraid to reach out and um yeah i'm sure any team up and down pit lane would be um yeah more than happy to to help you um yeah you know obviously work out a, an agreement there and get involved because it's one of those things where you know if you don't reach out and say good day it's obviously not going to happen um because you know i i'd looked at i i remember even when my business was in its early days um and and i remember seeing you know somebody i knew that had you know they were involved with a porsche cup car and I remember thinking how cool it would be to have my company logo on a race car. And I mean, that just seemed so impossible. Um, you know, whereas now, you know, obviously I've, I do some work with yourself and it, it, it makes me so excited. Like I'm so proud to be involved, you know, with a great driver, a great team, you know, really good people. And it's something that, you know, brings a lot of joy. It's wonderful to be around. And I think that that's something that's, you know, really important for, you know, a driver-sponsor relationship is it's got to be something that, you know, that you enjoy. And that tends to be, and you would have seen it over the years, it's it's people that just love cars, love motorsport, love being around it. Um, they do tend to be the people um, whose businesses end up being attracted uh, to a bit of motor racing. I'm sure you've seen that over the years. Yeah, hundred percent, and obviously, um, yeah, and it's obviously you're hundred percent right there. But then also, like, um, you know, we've had some um, community partnerships as well with some some other businesses uh, and things like that. You know, where they might have 
or their staff or customers along that have never seen a race car on track or never even been to a racetrack and um you know kind of seeing their eyes light up at you know what what this you know whole different uh, environment is uh, you know in, in terms of you know being at a, a motorsport event is um is pretty cool to see also but um yeah you know it's great to see so many different kind of people from from all walks of life get involved in in motorsport sponsorship and um yeah obviously there's plenty of different ways uh, now that you can um, really provide provide value to that, and um, you know there's there's just so much more that goes on to just a sticker in the a sticker on the car, and um, you know obviously Absolutely. all um yeah all plenty of ways that we um we, we we put all that together, but um yeah I think it's all really um all really cool with that, and um yeah obviously you know seeing people being involved with our team and enjoying it is um yeah nothing better for us. And mate, this weekend obviously you're heading to Bathurst. It's the final round of the TCR Australia series. And it's also worthwhile mentioning that the whole series is um, broadcast on Stan Sport. So there's wonderful coverage of this event. Um, talk to me about the weekend, mate. What's the plan? What are you looking forward to? What are you excited about? What are you nervous about? Yeah, so obviously, um, anytime you, you you go to Bathurst, it's um it's pretty pretty special. Obviously, um you know for for those that have been there, you drive down the road and you know you get closer and closer to to Bathurst, you know coming from from the Blue Mountains, and you see a little speck on the um on the horizon. It's you know Mount Panorama, and you get closer and closer, and you see the sign on, on the on the top of the hill, and um yeah, obviously there's nothing 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 um nothing better than than the feeling of you know I've been to Bathurst multiple times as both a spectator and then a driver and you know it doesn't matter what um what level you're at there it um, feels special every time so obviously there's a, a few little butterflies things like that you know driving into the event but once you're all set up it's um it means business so we're really really excited and as I mentioned earlier uh, anytime you go to Bathurst you you never flat out on on lap one um like you are at other tracks and you always just got to build up and um you know when the when the mountain bites, it bites hard, and you've just got to make sure that you can do everything that you can. So that that's not you, and you're always always learning. Um, obviously, um, you know, if you have an incident, um, you know, early in kind of a practice, it can take you out for a whole day or weekend. So, yeah, you just need to keep putting the laps in, and um, yeah, obviously, with TCR, we're we're really fortunate to be the headline category at this event. So we've got three 50 minute races. So obviously, um, you know, a lot longer than our traditional races. Our normal races are around 20 to 25 minute races. So obviously, um, you know, with that, we're extremely, um, we're extremely uh, lucky to be having such long races. You got so many times to um, so many laps to, to keep learning. So um, yeah, we'll obviously try and get some some good laps in in, in practice. And I think uh, our new Audi, obviously first time. Bathurst in the Audi, um, we'll be able to kind of take everything we've learned with the golf and, and move it on um, from there, and then um, yeah, keep on laps in, and um, obviously qualifying on Saturday mornings. I think when we'll be really having a, a big crack, and we'll go from there. How good, uh, honestly, mate. That's as good as a weekend can ever get. Now, Lockie, I'm uh, obviously conscious of your time. You've got a lot going on this week. It's uh, and I'm delighted uh, that you could spend some time with me this morning, mate. Thank you. I really appreciate it. No, no, any any time, Scott, really appreciate your help. And obviously, um, yeah, awesome jump on the pod. And yeah, obviously, um, yeah, so so keen to have you with us at Bathurst. It's going to be an awesome weekend. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, going to be really good. Mate, I'm hanging out. I'm driving down on Friday. Yeah, yeah, mate, my, my mechanic's getting the Land Cruiser checked over. I, I can't wait to be there. Now, buddy, if people want to follow you, um, how can people follow uh, your adventures around the internet and everything that you're up to. Yeah, so I guess I'm on um, most of the main social medias there, Instagram and Facebook. Um, so my Instagram's 
at Lachlan Maneef, two E's, two F's. Um, and then obviously Facebook is Lachlan Maneef Motorsport. And then also my website, which is lachlanmaneef.com. Fantastic, mate. I'll throw the notes uh, in the show notes. I'll put uh, all the links there so people can follow you. Mate, best of luck for this weekend. I will see you in person at the mountain. And, mate, uh, if people want to watch Stan Sport, Super Cheap Auto, TCR Australia this weekend, racing kicks off on Friday. Lockie, thanks for being with me this morning. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll sign off there and we'll see you at the mountain. Awesome. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Cheers, buddy. Yep.